The Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned, that I should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear as the learned. The Lord God has opened my ear, and I was not rebellious, nor did I turn away. Amen. Amen. Good to have every one of you, especially our guests. We're so glad to have you here. Today I want to uh, start the message. I say start a message. I don't know how it's going to go, but I'm just going to depend on the Lord to lead me. I called, I titled this message, The Way of Love. Pastor Al, it's good to have you back. Pastor Al, wave over here. It's good to have you back. Good to see your sister there. Good to have you back. God bless you. Fantastic job. God bless you. Great man of God. The way of love. I believe that the Lord had given me this title. That's the way it deals with me for weeks now. And I got nothing. And it's Teresa, I'm going to be pre- preaching on the way of love sometime. But I got nothing. So we push it off and push it off. And finally, I think uh, I got some direction as how to go with it. Now, love is the master creator. Love is the master creator. Love has never created anything that's ugly. Everything that love makes is beautiful. Love created beauty. Love is God. God is love. So, love is the master creator, and God loves to create. Love created the stars. Love created light. And light is the beginning of life. No light, no life. Jesus is the light of the world. No Jesus, no life. You're just existing. You don't really have life. Because he is the true life. He is the one that makes everything beautiful. God makes everything that he creates beautiful. And he is particular about it. If you go into the book of Genesis and you see the way God created the world. God says in the first day, let there be light. And then he'll come back. He'll inspect it. And he says, it's good. Because if it's not good in his eyes, something's got to change. He creates everything beautiful. He created beauty. This is what Genesis chapter 1 verse 31 tells us. Then God saw everything that he had made. That's you and me. Amen. God saw everything that he had made. And indeed, it was not just good, very good. Amen. Very good in his sight. So that was the, the, the evening and the morning were the sixth day. That's the last day of creation. Everything that God made was good. Love created all of that. And this is what the Bible tells us. In First John chapter, 1, verse 30, uh, chapter 4 verse 7, it says, Beloved, let us love one another. Let us love one another for God, for love is of God. 
And everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. So if you are not loving, you are not yet born of God and you really don't know God. If you have hate in your heart, you don't know Him. You just claim you know Him. It says, therefore, because of this, beloved, because God created all things, He makes things beautiful. When you love, you want everything to be good and beautiful the way God is. And if you love love one another, then what you want is to make sure that everything around you is good. You want the other person to be looking good. Beloved, let us love one another. That's what the Bible says. Let us. That means you have to let it be. Let us love one another. For love is of God. When you love, you are manifesting the Godhead. When you hate, you are manifesting the devil. Love is of God. And then it tells us, because of this, let us love one another. Let's be like the one God created us to be in the beginning, in His likeness. And if we are in the, His likeness, we should love one another as He loves. Amen. He who does not love does not know God because God is love. Love holds everything together, love builds. Love never tears down. When you're tearing down through words or your action, you are manifesting the enemy. God loves. Love builds. Your words should build. Your words to put together, not divide. When you speak divisive words, then you are totally out of God and you don't know Him. You're manifesting the enemy. Love is of God. You know, the Bible tells us in Hebrews chapter 1, it says, I'm being the brightness of His glory, speaking of Jesus, and the express image of His person, and upholding all things by the word of His power. God upholds all things by the word of His power. But the Bible says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. So what holds everything together? If the word is God then God is the Word and God is love. Love's what's holding everything together. Love's what's holding everything together. When love leaves the home, the home dies. When the words coming out from the husband's mouth is no longer like God's, that home is going to die. That home is going to be divided. No unity. You see, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, you can't separate them. They are one. Love. When love leaves the home, what happens? There is division, hard words, killing words, crazy words, and everything dies. So God says, let us love one another. Why? Love is of God. He unites us. He strengthens us, makes us whole, just like our Heavenly Father. And then everything is beautiful because love makes everything beautiful. 
That's the nature of love. When Adam sinned, the God kind of love died from the earth. From the earth. There was no true love. Selfishness gained the ascendancy. Selfishness. We have another word for it. Lust. Just for me. What can you give to me, baby? It's always about me. We are because of love. We exist because of love. Love created us. We were born because of love. We are products of love. Not for love. Love created us for himself. Makes us beautiful and gives everything to us so we can live. When love leaves the home, the home is coming down. When Adam sinned, like I said, love departed and you could tell. It's so easy. When there is no love, no one wants to take responsibility for anything. It's always the other person's fault. Oh, yes. Adam said to God, you see, it's the woman that you gave me. You gave me. It's your fault and it's the woman's fault. I got nothing to do with it. It's the woman that you gave to me. Amen. And then God said to the woman, Why, what have you done? Well, it's not my fault. It's the devil that you created. <laughs> when love dies, everything dies. Now, right after that, Cain and Abel, remember that? No love. Just because his sacrifice was not accepted, his brother has got to die for it. That's what we're seeing in the world today. Because the world doesn't have the love of God. And so what we see, we shouldn't be surprised. There is no love out there. All we have is the murderer, the devil, and the nature of the murderer out, out there. But thank God, love can be born. Love can be born in our hearts if we want it. God came back to the world. In other words, love came back into our world in the person of our Lord Jesus Christ. The same love that created the world came back into our world in the person of Jesus Christ. And we can have love. We can love just like God loved. And I'm going to share, you with, you, share with you from scriptures. You can love just like God loves. You can. Love came in the person of our Lord Jesus Christ. And if you want that love that can transform your life, Transform your family, transform your finances, transform your destiny, transform everything around you. Not only in your generation, but in the next generation and generations to come. Because you accepted love into your life. If you accept that, something is going to change. When light comes, darkness disappears. There has never been a fight between light and darkness. There's never been a fight. We know who's going to win. Whenever there is the light... Darkness disappears. 
But you see, the way, this is the way. When love was coming into the world, that's the person of Jesus Christ coming into the world. God had to go to a virgin. It's Christmas time. Hello? God has to go to a virgin to persuade the virgin. Please, let love be conceived in you. Amen? Please. That's what the angel, the angel announced it to Mary. She, could, she had the right to reject it. I don't want that. That's the same message we are preaching. That was the beginning of love coming into our world. When Jesus came to be in Mary's womb. But you see, Mary had to accept it. Mary had to believe. Amen? Mary had to believe that this love, God, was going to be inside her. She knew what was going on. It was the Messiah. Amen. She knew that. She understood Messiah was not an ordinary man, not like the rest of us, but she was willing to believe. And she heard the message. And in, in Luke chapter 1 verse 38, it says, Then Mary said, Behold, the maid servant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. Let it be to me according to your word. Now, let me say this to you. Love, God, wants to be born in your heart this morning. Hey, let me announce to you, just like the angel announced to Mary, you are highly favored. Can I hear an amen? You are highly favored. You can receive love into your life today, and you can conceive love and birth love. You can. All Mary had to do was believe. All Mary had to do is let it be so just as you spoke. I want it for me. Want it. If you want that this morning, God can deliver and will deliver love into your heart and hate will disappear. You can love those that don't like you. <laughs> Instead of asking for God to deal with them. Mm-hmm. He wants to be born in your heart. When love is born in your heart, you have the love of God. You know, I saw this scripture years ago and I told myself, I knew I'm a lover. Amen? I'm a lover. Do, do, do I get tempted uh, to be mad and curse the man? Oh, yes, all the time. <laughs> but I bless them in Jesus' name. <laughs> And I keep blessing them <laughs> until I get to the place where I can really say, just bless them, God. Just bless them. Don't kill them. Just bless them. Okay? Love burning your heart. This is what Jesus said. It says, and please believe it, and I want you to accept this today, every one of us. If you accept it, God will birth it in your heart. And you can love. You can really love. This is what Jesus said in, in John chapter 17, verse, 20, verse 26. It says, I have declared to them your name. You know what that name is? Jesus. I have declared it by my actions, by everything. I've declared it, the name, and will declare it. Why? 
that the love with which you loved me, my what? Being them. The love with which you loved me. Do you know how much God loved his son? He's, he couldn't wait after Jesus' baptism, right? No one has ever heard. God never spoke. No one had heard his voice. I mean, not in the open. But the day Jesus was baptized, God will not hold her back. He, he shouted it out. This is my beloved son. Not only is my beloved son, I am well pleased in him. And the fellow said, who said that? <laughs> because he came from heaven. And Jesus is saying to his father, he wants that love that was in his father's heart for him to be in me and to be in you. Was he just speaking? Did he really mean he meant that? Really? He meant that? Oh, yes. But you have to want it. You have to desire it. Blessed are they that hunger and thirst for righteousness. That means I don't have it, but I want it. He says, you will be filled. God will give it to you. If you want it this morning, the Bible says, now is the accepted time. Today is the day of salvation. All you have to do today, I want that in me. I want that in me, God. And Jesus was clear. Matthew 7 verse 7. Ask and it shall be given you. Seek, you shall find. Knock, the door will be opened to you. Everyone who asks, everyone who asks, everyone who asks, so who is everyone? I am everyone. And if I ask, I will receive that the love that the father had for his son. I want it here. Just like Mary said, let it be to me according to your word. Can you say that? Let it be to me. Hey, join me. Let it be to me according to your word. I want that love of God burst in my heart. That should transform my life. The way of love. The way of love. Now, in um, Romans chapter 5, verse 5, it says, it says very clearly there, Now hope does not disappoint. Hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out into our hearts. By the Holy Spirit that he has given to us. You know how you get the Holy Spirit? When you ask Jesus into your life. When you ask Jesus into your life, God pours out his love. The same love that was in the Father, he pours that into your heart. And you can love. Every time you step out of love, you step out of God. When you use unlovely words for another human being that God created. Yes, they are not perfect, but you are not perfect either. When you cut them down, when you speak harshly to your wife, when you don't treat your wife or your husband the way 
you will like to be treated the way God will like to be treated because they are Jesus to you. And if you don't, God sees it. And just like what happened in the garden, I'm sure when God was looking for Adam, his heart was breaking at that point. Broken heart. Adam, he said, where are you? You think God didn't know where he was? Because he was hiding behind some leaves? God knew where he was. But now, since he had allowed the love of God to die in his heart, God can't find him anymore. When you allow words that are not words of love into your life, all you got now is darkness. God cannot reach you to bless you anymore. That's why he said forgive. Not for the other person, for you. Because when you use words that are not words of love, you've clothed yourself with darkness. You're hiding from God. Now he's asking, where are you? Because love is dead. In your home. And when love dies in your home, everything dies. Years ago, I, I don't know how God gave me this revelation, but I got the revelation uh, newlyweds, uh, they always love each other. They never fight, right? Uh, Angela and I, we were into our stuff. Angela doesn't like it, but it's the truth. <laughs> we were Christians, but we were fighting. I mean, it was, I mean, it, it was on. The best. <laughs> and the thing is, I was always right. I mean, we fought over everything. Some of it was really silly. I mean, it's like, do we have to fight about this stuff? But it happens. You know who is behind that? The enemy. He wants to cut down your home. He wants to bring darkness into your home and cause you so much pain. You were brought together to help each other enjoy life better. But you allow Satan in. And you ate from his fruit. Now you're naked. And you're suffering. You don't want that. I realized it. And I said to Angela, we need to keep this, uh, the level of rancor in our home. Because this could be one of the reasons we are suffering. In every way. And we started doing that. Deliberately. Let me go with finances. Finances, things changed. Things changed rapidly for us. That's just one area. I can't tell you what other things God was doing in our life. But keep the level down. Keep the level down. You don't have to fight about where he put his toothbrush. And I've told World War. <laughs> the funny thing is 
we want to change the other person. <laughs> you want to give light to the other person, you are also darkness. <laughs> How can darkness give light to darkness? Well, why don't you turn yourself into light first? Change yourself. Change your words. Change what you do. Become light. The other person will follow. I am the head of my house. But you're still darkness. How can somebody follow darkness? They can't see you. I'm going to stay away from the men afterwards. Beloved, let us love one another. Love is from God. Love unites. Love never divides. If you have a home and there is constant rancor, demons are having a field day in your house. You may be the one that's on the right, but that doesn't eliminate the demon. He's still there. You got to cut all of it out. You got to make peace. Because if there is no peace in the house, the prince of peace cannot rule and reign in your house. I got to let love be. That's when the Holy Spirit is at ease in the home. (laughs) And when he's at ease in the home, everything begins to go well. Doesn't mean you won't have troubles. But he is the father of your home. And he'll take care of everything. Because he is at peace in your home. Love is a giver. The way of love. Love is a giver. You know the way Jesus announced himself. For God so loved the world that he gave. When you love, you give. You just want to give. Why do you give? You want life to be better for the other person. Not for you. For the other person. When it's always for you, that selfishness is taking hold of your life. And when selfishness takes hold of your life, darkness is taking hold of your life. And it's not going to be well. When you sow into darkness, you reap deep darkness. Love gives. That's the nature of love. You remember what Jesus said? He said, I didn't come to be served. I came to serve. That's God Almighty washing the feet of men, kneeling before a man who's been walking in the mud and washing their feet and loving them. They gave nothing to him. He gave all. Love gives. You should serve your mate. Not waiting for your mate to serve you. That's like God. When you are waiting to be served, instead of serving them, or you do a little and then you feel, well, I've done my part. No, it's not that way. Jesus didn't just do his part and left us to do our own part, go to the cross as well. 
No, he did it all for us. He did it all for us. So you do your part in the home, in your life. People that work with you, let them see you serving them. Jesus didn't come. That's love. God sent Jesus into the world to serve us. Remember the Bible says in, in uh, Acts chapter 10 verse 38, He anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. What did He do? He went about doing good. That was God's purpose for sending Him. And as a man, I believe that Jesus was from the time of Adam. Adam was the first man. The first true man, the others didn't, they were not really people. <laughs> They're not the way God intended. The second real man was Jesus when he came. And after him, all of you. Because we received him into our hearts. You got to love. Just like Jesus loved by serving people. You know how Jesus, many times he was so tired. And yet he says, I've got to go to the other city. They need me as well. He was giving life to people. He had the power to make things better for them. To make them feel good about life. He gave them words of comfort. He reached out to them. I can read in the scriptures, Jesus got in the boat and he says, let's go on to the other side. And they went to the other side and, and, and they had a storm and all he was after one man. The demoniac. He left everything just to make life well for that one man. That's love. Some have, they, they are experts in loving people outside, but they, those that live in their house are in terror. You want the praises of men. If your kids and your, your family cannot stand you, they are afraid when you're coming back home and everybody outside says he's a good man. That's a lie. He's not a good man. He's a horrible man. If you are a good man, they should know first in your home. The way you treat your spouse. The way you serve your spouse. The way you treat the kids. All of that. That's where it begins. Didn't they say charity begins where? Oh, yeah. When they don't see it at home, forget all you're doing in church. And your kids will look in when you say, glory to God, the kids go, huh? <laughs> he went about doing good. He went about doing good. Love gives. You see certain things that Jesus said in, in, in uh, John 14, verse 27. He says, peace I leave with you. Peace I leave with you. How many want the peace of the Lord Jesus? Well, would you receive it? If he's leaving it with you, you're just going to walk by peace and don't say, Hey, where is the peace? I want it right now. Give it to me. Peace, Jesus is peace. Peace, I live with you. That's giving. Look at what he said. My peace. My peace. I what? 
I give to you. If you are in turmoil this morning, why don't you receive his peace? Because he's not kidding. He meant exactly what he said. You can receive his peace today. He's here. Sometimes we make things too difficult for ourselves. Where we're looking for some kind of a halo or something. Some electricity to flow through our... But oh, I feel it. The peace is come. No. Just say, thank you, Lord. I receive your peace. Is that hard to do? Receive the peace this morning. Peace I give to you. Love gives. My peace. That's the peace of Jesus. He's willing to let you have it. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives. The, world, the worldly type of peace is only there when everything is going well. As soon as things go wrong, the peace is gone. But God can give you peace. The Bible says, be anxious for nothing, but in prayer and supplication, make your request known to God. And what? The peace of God that passes knowledge. In other words, you don't understand it, but it's there. It will guide your mind, it will guard your mind and your heart in Christ. This mind, that's where Satan wants to work. But when you got the peace of God, it stays there with you. The, the worldly peace is never there in times of trouble. Jesus wants you to have that peace. There's something else Jesus said in, in uh, John 17. And the glory, he said, which you gave me. The glory which God gave me, God gave him, I have what? Given to them. Give God glory, he's the one that is glory. God himself is the embodiment of the word. God gave that to Jesus when he came into the world. The enemy, Satan, saw that in him. Every time the devil saw him, they said, have you come to destroy? God, Jesus said, I want that same glory to be on them. Why? Love gives. Love doesn't withhold. God wants to give everything that he is to us. He wants us to have what he has. Look at what it says. And the glory which you gave me, I have given them. That they may be one just as we are one. That's what God wants. To have that love in our heart. The glory of our God. Love labors to take away pain. Love does not inflict pain. Does not cause pain. But love will work so hard to take the pain out of somebody's life. That's, what Je that's why Jesus came. To take pain away from us. To reduce our pain. To get it away from us. And he did everything to make that happen. To take our pain away from us. Now you read in this scripture... I think about 
the woman at the well. I know we read this story, but you, di- you didn't live a life. None of us were aware of the pain she was going through. All we want to do is, oh, ha, she, she's married the first husband. I wonder how if this will last. Well, the reason is pain. There's only one that can satisfy. The love of Jesus in her heart. That's the only thing that satisfies. She was looking for love. She was looking for the best in life. And she was hurting. But Jesus found her. And you see, Jesus went to a place, going through Samaria. He knew that could cause him some problem. Because Jews don't go to Samaritans. And Jews don't talk to Samaritans. And Jews don't talk to women very much. And she was talking, at least not in the public. He was talking to a woman who has been married several times right there in the public just to give her hope and life and to relieve her pain. She knew one thing, that Jesus was coming. She called him Messiah. She said to Jesus, I know Messiah is coming. When he's coming, when he's come, he'll show us how to really live life. And Jesus said, you're looking at him. You're looking at him. She was stunned by that. And through the interaction, she knew, yeah, he's got to be him. He lifted her up. The pain was gone. She went out to the city. Now she was hiding, but now she was out in the open, talking to everybody, inviting them to our master. Let him give you the peace that I've received from him as well. That's our job. That's our job. To go out and relieve the pain we see in people's lives. To serve them. And make sure life is good for them. We can take the risk. Sometimes it seems if I speak, they might fire me. But I see the pain in the person's eyes. And God has shown it to you. Just pull them aside. I've been praying for you. You might be shocked. They just burst out crying. And thank you. Now they know they have a friend who wills them good. Even though you don't know the circumstance. They know if they can talk to you. Because you already have something good in your heart. In your heart for them. They'll open up. Amen. And because you are doing God's word. God's right there with you. Why? He loves them. He also wants to relieve the pain. And he'll walk through you to relieve the pain. That's love. That's the way of love. You don't see the pain and turn the other way. Jesus never did. He loved. Even to the point of death. He loved. So we can have everything. I mean everything. Everything. Even to the point of seeing God face to face. That's an amazing love. We call it, think of it, amazing grace. Amen? That's love. Bow your heads with me this morning.
Thank you, Lord Jesus. All heads bowed. There are those here today that may want that love of Jesus to be in their hearts. Maybe you've been going to church, but you don't really know for sure if that love is in your heart. I'm guaranteeing you today, if you will pray with me, God will give you that love in your heart in Jesus' name. How many of you today will say, I need that love in my heart. I need the love of God, the love of Jesus in my heart. If that's you, would you put your hands up? Put your hand up. Thank you. Thank you. I see those hands. I see those hands. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Will you all stand with me this morning? Please, everyone, be reverent. Please be reverent. God's here with us. Be reverent. God's here with us. There are those this morning that God will birth in them spiritually. Love is spiritual. It's not from this world. It's from above. It's the love of God from above. And what you're doing is God, welcoming that God, the love of God in your heart that will transform everything in your life today. The Lord God is here. The Lord God is here. Jesus is right here, present with us. Would you close your eyes? And God gave you the power of imagination. That's from God. Could you see Jesus right standing right in front of you right now? Yes, God gave you. Please see him standing in front of you, reaching out to you in love. Would you embrace him in your mind? Embrace him in your mind right now and say, Jesus, thank you. Thank you. Pray with me. Heavenly Father, thank you for giving your son, Jesus of Nazareth, to be the Savior of my soul. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for dying on the cross for me. Lord Jesus, I welcome you. I embrace you. I receive you into my heart this morning. In the name of Jesus, I receive you. Be the Lord and Savior of my soul. Thank you, Lord, for receiving me into the family of God. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to thank God for those of you that lifted your hands up. Let me tell you, a divine transaction has taken place. 